You are listening to Season 1 of Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who think differently and want to explore ideas and topics that are relevant to all areas of their life. Welcome to Episode 7. We are going to be talking about happiness today. And I'm here with Joanne Gibson. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Sandy. How are you? How has your week been? It's been good. It's been a very happy week for me. I've been um, busy with family and in my garden and doing a little bit of hiking. It's been a good week. How about you? It's been a good week, but you know what? I'm not happy. Something happened in my garden that I'm just not happy about. Mm. We spent a lot of time and effort planting some beautiful tulips last year. And they were coming up and they looked amazing, about 50 of them. And they came up and, you know, just before they opened, they're like this nice little bud of a tulip. Right. The rabbits came and ate all the buds off. Can you believe it? Oh. So we're going to talk about what makes us and that does not make me happy. It's oh. like you're waiting all year. You know, you plant these things. We planted them in October. <laughs> wow. I won't no. send you a picture of my front lawn because it's no. just all tulips. No bunnies no. here in the city where we are. Oh, you know, we had uh, we had lots of them a few years ago, but then over the last few years, we had actually some foxes. Mm. we've got a little bit of a park and we've got a cemetery and they had some babies and so there's quite a few foxes walking around the neighborhood actually it was a little bit concerning for people with little dogs and cats and stuff Uh, and I guess the city got rid of them somehow and now the bunnies are back wow (laughs) so yeah but we're talking about happiness yes and what tell me when are you your most happiest You know, I was thinking about this when I was thinking about our podcast today and what we're going to talk about and thinking about when am I happy? And I think for me, I'm most happy when I'm with my friends and I'm having a really good time and I can just be myself. I'm not, you know, I'm just completely relaxed and um, enjoying the moment, Be just really being in the moment. So it doesn't have to be anything fantastic, like, you know, any big event, but just enjoying time with people, friends or family, where I just feel like I'm very relaxed and I'm just able to be who I am. How about you? Yeah, well, that actually resonates with some research I was doing for this podcast as well, Sandy. And I was listening to a TED Talk. We'll put it in the show notes. Robert Waldingen, he they followed a, it was a 70-year study following the same people throughout life mm. and measuring and studying their levels of happiness at different stages and, and different times, and they measured them every year. And what they concluded is people are most happiest when they have relationships, deep relationships, deep connections with people, that they're, the, that they're not lonely. So it's different to being in a relationship and um, not having a deep and meaningful connection, you know, people who are in happy, unhappy marriages, for example. Um, but he was really talking about, yeah, those really deep and meaningful connections where you can be yourself and you can engage in conversation. Um, it's all about a connection. 
Wow. And I didn't even hear or see the TED Talk. Yeah. And there you go. I was really aligned with it. But I yeah. agree, you know, when we do corporate work and look at employee engagement, it's always around friendships at work as well. Yeah. That's a big factor for people. If they enjoy the people they're working with, they tend to be more engaged at work. So relationships are really important. Yeah. And when I was working in uh, kind of the immigration sector, that sense of belonging, you know, that sense of having a place, that sense of being part of something. Uh, that So it, it all aligns with being very important. Um, when am I happy? Absolutely. You know, from the time, I'm just reflecting on Friday evening, sitting on the back deck, having a glass of wine, talking to my husband, the neighbor comes over. You know, it's great. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Uh fulfilling um, a task, you know, doing something that I set my mind to do and achieving. So that connection with happiness and achievement, you know, achieving something um, that makes me happy as well. And even watching a good old flick or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit back and relaxing. I, last night I went to watch some comedians and I was laughing so much. So that just creates positive energy and positive vibes and I'm smiling. I, I was listening to another TED Talk actually was talking about a true happy smile is when you get your crinkles in your eyes and, and on the corners of your, <laughs> yes. corner of your mouth and stuff. Uh, they were talking about like a baby when they see mum walk in the room, you know, that real proper smile, like they are happy. So, so yeah, many different uh, times and for many different things. It's basically, it's not a constant, right? We're not happy all the time. No, I, I agree. Sometimes we're very unhappy or we feel unhappy and... It's, uh, I was thinking about that as well. So is happiness, well, happiness is a feeling, but what creates that feeling of happiness? So, you know, we talked about being in relationships and maybe I see it more when I'm unhappy. So why do some days I feel unhappy? Like what changed, what shifted and what is it that's, that is causing me to no longer feel happy? Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, is it being out of flow with with where you're at and what you want to be doing? If that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. Do you have? Are you um, achieving what you want to achieve? Are you in the right place at that moment? Uh, talking about flow. We are most in flow when we're involved in what we're doing, we're in, when we are engaged, completely engaged in what we're doing. So when we're doing something because we have to or we're not really connected, I guess that goes back to the work thing. You know, if, if we're not really getting any internal motivation from what we're doing, we're not in flow and that could lead to not being satisfied. Right. I, and and I, I agree with that completely. You know, I just looked up and I have a little uh, sign on my bulletin board over my desk and it says tomorrow you'll be happy you did it today mm -hmm. and it's yes, kind of a, a motivational thing for me but it's true I think that sometimes we feel unhappy when we feel like we didn't do what we could have done or wanted to do and sometimes we don't even know I mean um 
we've connected with each other enough times to know that sometimes we're having a great day and sometimes we're having a, a not so great day. Uh, for me, what helps me through those times is uh, being the extrovert I am, talking it through. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I know that about trying you. To, <laughs> trying to <laughs> rephrase things in a positive. No, you know what it's doing? It's, it's helping me find perspective. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes I think, I was just thinking, uh, Brian wrote a book on expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that expectations have a lot to do with happiness. So when we aren't feeling happy, I think sometimes it's tied into we expected something to happen and it didn't or we expected someone to respond to us in a certain way and they didn't and so we don't feel happy what do you think do you think that's that's true yeah I read Brian's book and it it is totally true I had this conversation on the weekend something happened and my husband said oh you're not happy now I said I I just didn't get my expectations met so I just got to process it Yes. Like, like I'm not agreeing and disagreeing. It's just what I pictured in my mind is not what we went out and bought. So I just have to process where I'm at with that because, yeah, so totally expectations. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it for me. So sometimes when I'm I'm feeling disappointed about something like what you're just expressing about something that happened, it's not that you're – you're really like in an unhappy place in your life. It's just you have to adjust your expectations. Yeah, and that can happen in our relationship. I mean, the relationships aren't always happy, right? So we know that having deep connections and relationships with people, in the long run, we will be happier. You know, if we were lonely, we won't be as happy. But we know also people are people and that takes work. Right. So, did you see the movie Inside Out? Do you know the movie I'm talking about? It's a Pixar film. It's like kind no. of a kids movie. I, I love animated films, but so I'll tell you a little bit about it because it's about feelings, and it's about. Oh, I think you need to watch this movie, you and Ashley. It is uh, about a little girl who is always very happy and full of joy, and her joy is the emotion that is sort of the dominant emotion in her experience and then they move as a family and Mm. she becomes unhappy anyway the whole movie is about this insistence in our world to be happy and to be full of joy all the time and so when we when parents have kids who aren't happy, they try to make them happy. But the lesson in the movie was that you need to also have sadness. You can't just always be happy. And without sadness, you don't really know joy and happiness. Mm. It's kind of a deep kids movie. Yeah, that is. So I was just thinking about that with happiness, that it's okay not to be happy all the time. Yeah. And it's something that I don't think is is achievable for sure. We've we've moved countries. And so when people ask us, you know, I'm moving here, I'm moving there, what advice would you have? And I say, generally, for the first six months, we would we would look back and feel like we're not happy. Like, we'd, we'd feel like, 
what have we done? But it's taken that time and we've had each other. But it's taken that time to get more connections and learn more about because everything's a challenge. Everything's new and it just seems like a challenge. So you feel like you're just up against challenge and challenge and challenge and challenge. Certainly when moving countries, you know, maybe when moving within the same country is not as bad because culture may be similar or something. But when moving countries, it we just feel like, yeah, it's it's a constant battle. Um but with time and then getting to know people, that's then what has brought us the fulfillment. And and I agree. We we I mean, there's no way we can be happy all the time. I think it was Freud, wasn't it, who says happiness is something that can never be achieved or something. Sounds like him. Let's <laughs> yeah, just say exactly. it is. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Freud good to me. Never be achieved. Well, we'll go and prove you wrong. <laughs> I read this book called 10% Happier. I don't know if you've oh, right. seen that book, but it's interesting. I think, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Dan Harris. I think that's his name. We'll put it in the show notes anyway. But he he was feeling a lot of unhappiness and anxiety in his life. He's a broadcaster. And so he started meditating and looking at improving his well-being and his state of mind through meditation and he he found that it didn't make him feel better and so he said he he would tell people when they would ask him about what he was doing and they'd ask him how he was he'd say oh i'm feeling 10% happier which i think is a great in, you know it's kind of incremental it's not one thing is going to make you 100% happy all the time but there are practices that people have that can help them feel happier and more content and fulfilled in their lives Mm -hmm. so what kind of practices do you have well as you're talking about that i'm going to exercise and that could be a physiological sense of happiness with the hormones um but yeah definitely i don't necessarily enjoy it all the time whilst i'm doing it (laughs) but i feel happy after for sure and I feel content and, you know, just I guess a practice is really the connection, the connection I have with, uh, with Ash at, at the end of each day. I don't, uh, I don't meditate. It was always this, uh, to me it was always this unachievable thing. You know, I was. It's like, oh, I won't try it because I don't think I can do it. Strive for this sense of nothing. You know, just being in. But actually, a uh, friend reframed it for me, and she said, "Why don't you just call it some time to breathe deeply?" Hmm. And so that's what I do, and I don't do it for very long. I just do it for a few minutes each day, and I guess it just helps me not think about anything else. I'm just focused on my breathing. So that's another practice. I know a friend who practices gratitude every day. I don't, but they practice gratitude every day. When I am feeling low, that's when I try and reframe it to a practice of gratitude. You know, what have you got to be uh, happy about and grateful about and ring people like you and say... (laughs) (laughs) I know I've got many things that are going great for me in this world. I'm just here right now. 
help me through it. So, yes. yeah, do you have any well, I like daily... The- I like the practice of gratitude as well because, but I'm not consistent with it and Mm. I have tried to do it and with some success, I find that it really does help when you sit down and you write three to five things out in your life that you are grateful for. I think it, it changes your focus away from what's wrong onto what's right in your life. So, and I think that that can help us feel happier I think sometimes, uh, well, walking, being in nature, I read a study that when we get our hands in dirt, it increases our feelings of happiness or well-being. So I did that today. I did a little bit of gardening. I can't say I feel happier. (laughs) (laughs) I wish wish gardening made me happy, but it really doesn't. Um, I like looking at it when it's done, but not the actual practice. Uh, I, I think that trying to be outdoors and get fresh air and exercise those things make me happy and trying to live by my values so when I feel most unhappy in my life is when I've made choices that are inconsistent with what I want to do or or who I want to be if that makes sense and when I find myself in a situation where I have to make choices that that aren't exactly aligned with who I see myself as, that's when I start to feel unhappy. So living by my values is probably a good place for me to focus when I'm not feeling really happy is to think, what am I doing that's misaligned in my life? Oh, totally. And and that's something certainly in coaching, as you know, we, we help to focus people on because that is one of our biggest sources of unhappiness, that this this dichotomy, this disconnect of of who we say we want to be and how we want to live and then and then when we're out of alignment with that, for sure. The other thing, I guess, is a sense of purpose and, and commitment. So uh, I'm happiest when I know I'm taking action that helps me get one step closer to that or f- continue to fulfill that sense of purpose or commitment. Pursuit of happiness is... A human need like we do we do need that but when we we focus on what's wrong uh, the point is we try we, we need to try and reframe that into a positive aspect of psychology so we when things are going well why is it going well and how is it going well and then how can I even make it better and I think those kind of practices just asking ourselves those kind of questions will help us better manage because things aren't going to go well all the time. So it's how we get better at managing through those areas and aspects of our life that aren't working out as we thought, as our expectations you know, may have led us to believe they would. So I've been doing some reading around positive psychology and, and, and that's what it's talking about, which is perfect for us and with what we're talking about because it's about the reframe. Yes. Instead of what's going wrong, what is missing, why, 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 okay, we've got to work through that situation. But we should stop and ask ourselves, when things are going really well, take that time to stop and reflect and go, okay, so 
why did things go well? What has led me to feel like this and, and be happy in this moment? And then how can I continue to get better? So if it's that I'm so aligned with my values because I did practice yoga that day, I did connect with a friend who I hadn't connected with for a while, and I did achieve a few tasks on my action list that helped me lead, lead more to my purpose, then how am I going to continue that? I, I just heard somebody recently talking about the why question and how yeah. when we look at why something happened in our life or why things aren't the way we want them to be, how that can put us in a negative spiral. And if we ask even about those situations that aren't great, if we can ask what instead of why, that can help us shift as well. So if you've watched Netflix all day, instead of saying, you know, why am I so undisciplined? And why am I so whatever label it is you put on yourself, if you are feeling upset with yourself for watching Netflix all day, if instead you say something like, what did I need to get out of today? What did I need to experience and what was helpful for me about just taking a day and relaxing you know if you just ask a what question instead that can help us from getting into that unhappy place woe is me yeah yeah I like that because sometimes we do need to have those days yes I mean it's our day right it's up to us how we spend them and I think sometimes we tend to push ourselves to be perfect and to use every minute and be productive and we have these unrealistic ideas about about how to spend our time and sometimes we just need a day on the couch and that's okay it's it is instead of feeling guilty you know we can be really happy that we have that option yeah, we spoke about it in another podcast that sometimes we're striving to be perfect. And you, know, you mentioned it just a little bit earlier about the process, the process versus the outcome. And I think that those are good reflection points too. Sometimes I don't like the process of getting to where I need to go or, or do what I need to do, but I know I have to do it to get the outcome I want. And sometimes I love the process. <laughs> So part of it, I think, is, is, is acknowledging that and recognizing. Also, we've spoken about personality styles in one of our previous podcasts. And I think when we are using our gifts and using our strengths most, that is when we can be most happy too. I agree. I think that, I think there's meaning in that for us because we feel like we're doing something that is so true to who we are. Mm-hmm. And it and we feel it's our best contribution. Yeah. So how can we bring that forward and use our gifts? So again, in in the coaching session, how do we use that every day? You know, how can we live our values? What actions do we need to take? And how can we use our gifts? And 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 that will help us be happier. But it will also help us work through those times when we are not, as well. Now let's switch to money. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good conversation coming. Does money make you happy? Yeah, absolutely not. Okay, so the research suggests that it makes you happy to a certain point. So living, 
a few thousand dollars above the poverty line uh, will help you get your needs met and fulfill fill your needs. But anything above that doesn't necessarily make you happy. You know, so having it, it doesn't go, it, the correlation isn't the more money you have, the happier you are. Yes. So I'm just thinking as you're saying that, so money doesn't make us happy. However, I think debt makes us unhappy. Totally. So I often hear people concerned about debt, you know, how much money they owe. And so it's not, it's not about how much they have, but I think just living beyond their means and, and um, buying into a culture that really says that things are going to make you happy, that a lot of people end up in debt, and that's what's making them unhappy. Yeah, and I think that's what—that's the the whole point there, Sandy. It's living beyond our means um, on the materialism aspect. So if we if we earned and spend within our means, then we wouldn't be challenged as much. But of course, there's times where all of us go beyond that, right? Yes. And it puts an added stress. Yes. And people have weird relationships around money. So I know people who have lots of money in the bank and no debt, but they're not happy either. You know, they're, they're, um, they're actually in some ways less happy because they feel easily threatened that anything could take away that their security. Mm. And money, I mean, money does allow us to do some things that can bring happiness. You know, I'm just, I'm thinking about activities and spirit experiences. Oh, me. I was thinking about wine and food. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Happiness is a very interesting conversation. I, I have this book called The Happiness Project. And oh, yes, I have that. Do you have that? And so in that, the author was feeling not like terribly unhappy in her life, but just that she could be happier. And so as she took um, a year to focus on a different thing every month that might bring her more happiness in her life, which I thought was brilliant. Well, it's about being mindful and intentional and also re- remembering and recognizing that we have choice. We, we have We have choice in this. Let's talk about social media. Oh, I find with social media is that it can create a dissatisfaction with my life because there's that life that people create on social media. So, you know, if you're on Instagram, it looks like everybody is having a perfect cup of coffee in the best <laughs> lighting with like a beautiful design on it. And, you know, they're on these great vacations or they're always with friends and laughing. And, you know, there was, there's obviously there's been some accounts and, and people who have started to mock that kind of yes. social media life. But but the reality is, I think sometimes I go on Facebook or Instagram and I'm in a good mood and then I, I just end up feeling just 
not that great because either, and it may not even be a comparison to what other people have. It could, it sometimes is just the kinds of things that people are writing. I think you and I talked about this recently where somebody had put up something that was so um, unthought through yeah. and then you just feel like you have to respond and, and challenge that thinking or walk away from it and and leave that person to kind of con- continue to distribute their their <sighs> I don't know their wrong thinking I don't know where I'm going with that but you, you know what I mean it's just the, and so it, it just can be a whole negative experience across the board for me sometimes on social media it's not a real true dialogue in any way with people and it's not a real connection it can be just a lazy way to engage with people. And it's, for me, quite often not satisfying at all. But join our Facebook group. (laughs) Yes. Does it alter our deep sense of happiness? Well, for some people it would. But change the mood, for sure, absolutely. And with, with the impact that I think it is having, we we can fall into measuring our worth through social media and and that can lead to unhappiness for sure and it's not just social media i know even with email we we get these expectations like you say of sending things out and hoping people will like it and hoping people will respond straight away and i think that can start to negatively impact our psyche if we're not if we're not careful for sure Yes. Yeah. You know, it's. I was just thinking that I was watching a program last night. So guilty pleasure, but I really like Frankie and Grace on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever watched that program. You're too young for it. It's with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, and they play um, two women whose husbands fall in love and get married and leave them. So it's, uh, and they're in their probably late 60s. And they've been both, like they've been in these 40-year marriages. And um, and then their husbands have been having this long-term affair that they were unaware of. And finally tell them about it. And they're very, um, an odd couple, these two women. And they end up living in this house together while they're trying to sort things out. Well, anyway, what I love about the show is that, or about that um, program is that they're in complete chaos in their lives and trying to sort out how all of this could have happened. But they're able to form this friendship with this like they're just complete opposites and so I I just it makes me happy because I think sometimes in really adverse situations you're put in a place where things happen there's synergies that happen that would never happen in your life if you weren't having if you weren't in this really difficult place so there's kind of a hopeful message in there to me about that I was just going to say something that makes me happy. Something that's making me happy is this podcast because there's so many elements in it that really are very fulfilling for me. So there's the learning. I love learning new things. There's the challenge of it. There's connecting with you. 
it's very meaningful for me because I feel like we are serving other people who are listening to us by hopefully helping them to think more about their lives and how they can, in this case, find more happiness in their lives. So this podcast has been a happiness project for me. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking as we were talking the the exact same thing. I mean, I smile and when I edit out all our bloopers that people don't get to hear, <laughs> <laughs> it it is so funny. And yeah, if we can if we can connect and and get someone to think about something differently or reframe something, then then that's that's the the joy I get out of this too as well yeah sure. so when we get an email or a tweet from someone about they've listened yes. and or they have a comment it makes me really happy yeah yeah exactly yeah it's good totally. well we have lots of resources we're going to put them in the show notes for people so there's lots of books i probably have three or four books about happiness yes. that i've read that you know the psychology of happiness that I will put in there and I know you have some and some links to a couple of movies and TED Talks and hopefully after people have listened to this and thought a little bit about their lives they'll be able to look for places where they find happiness and start to align themselves with those places and thereby find more happiness in their experiences. So I'm going to end with a quote from Ralph Harston. Happiness is a choice, not a result. Nothing will make you happy until you choose to be happy. No person will make you happy unless you decide to be happy. Your happiness will not come to you. It will only come from you. So with that, we will leave you to consider and ponder in life if there's anything that you need to reframe or do to ensure that happiness comes from you and within you and we'll see you next time hi life reframers did you enjoy our podcast today if so we'd really appreciate a review on itunes soundcloud or our facebook page for more information visit our website reframeyourlife.ca and sign up for our newsletter.